It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Denver Nuggets fall ass backwards into the number one seed as the Memphis Grizzlies lose. They are clinched as the number one seed in the Western Conference. We'll talk about the implications of that, how it sets up the Nuggets to be their best version of themselves. Rest versus rust should the Nuggets play anyone the final number of games. Plus, to look around the playoff picture at who the Nuggets will likely face. All that and more on today's Locked on Nuggets. You are Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We appreciate you guys joining us on wherever you are, whether you're joining us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any sort of other podcast app that you can find. Or if you're catching us on YouTube in the live comments, folks like Ryan and Fernando, Dr. Van the Strand, hanging out with us, 55555-ish. Lots of folks hanging out with us in the chat segment. You can catch us on YouTube. Just like, subscribe, turn notifications on. You can join the show live. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. I'm writing solo today. This is my solo day that we're going to be having going forward. Adam Mares and I'll be back tomorrow. Talk about the uh, game versus the Suns, which, spoiler alert, isn't going to be a great one. Uh, but we'll talk about that today, as well as we'll talk about what the playoff picture looks like, the implications of having the one seed, all sorts of stuff to get to today, as well as some comments, as we always have in the comment section. All right. So let's start here. The Denver Nuggets clinch the number one seed. The Memphis Grizzlies fall to the New Orleans Pelicans on Wednesday night. So Denver's magic number has gone to zero. They are the number one seed in the Western Conference. They will have home court advantage for the duration of their playoff stay. Every series in the Western Conference, as long as the Nuggets are in it, will have to go through Denver, who has home court advantage. This is, okay, we talked yesterday about all the problems, all the concerns, the floor for the Nuggets being very low. This is a big deal, right? If you have, if you're a team like Denver, where it's like, you better have your best, your fastball, because when you don't, teams are hitting it out of the park. 
well, it's good to have the best situation for you to throw that fastball. And the best situation for Denver has been at home. Not every team is great at home. The Nuggets have been so. They are the third best team in the conference, or I'm sorry, in the league based off of home record. Uh, and notably their performance, I want to dig into the numbers here to kind of showcase how good they are at home. The Nuggets have the second best offense at home in the National Basketball Association at a 120.1 offensive rating. I full two points behind the Sacramento Kings because the Kings offense is just ridiculous. It's absurd how good the Kings offense is. But the Nuggets have the number two offense that's better than the Celtics. It's better than the Knicks. It's better than the Mavericks. Amongst home teams, the Nuggets have the number two offense league-wide. But notably, they also have the number eight defense in the NBA when they are at home. And when you consider some of the losses and the way that that, that record has gone, if you look at the early part of the season and the late part of the season when the Nuggets defense played such, such garbage, you really have to appreciate that middle part of the season when Denver was so good offensively. Like, or defensively, rather. Like, Denver's defense at home really is phenomenal, especially in those fourth quarters. This is significant, right? Because, look, if the Nuggets are going to make a run this year, we talked about it, how the Nuggets are going to have fewer wins than most of the teams that have been the one seed. They have fewer wins than most of the teams that have won the championship. If they're going to make this kind of a run, they're going to have to do this in terms of, like, you have to scheme out series. We, It's natural for us as basketball fans, sports fans, to look at a matchup and just go, who's better, right? Who Who's better? Who's going to win? It? And then from there, we get, we get to the second level of analysis, which is we go to not just who's better. Well, okay, how do the matchups look, right? Um, the Clippers could have a better team than the Nuggets, but because Zubac can't do anything with Jokic, that's a huge advantage. Or um, the Nuggets can be even <clears throat> with a team, but be unable to contain their guard play, right? These matchups matter. But there's a third level that goes below that when you do a, a playoff analysis on a really deep level. And it gets into the idea of what a, a series looks like, like a structure for a series. Um, and typically what I tend to do there is, I'll look at it and say shooting variance is going to account for a number of, of games, right? Like if two teams are pretty even, if they're, if you think that both teams are within range of, can win a series, they're not just completely outmatched. They're going to one eight. There's a chance there for, well, some one eights. Um, you've got shooting variance, which will determine one to two games, right? And then you have superstar performances, which can lead to this. The Blazers series. Let's take that. Like Dame won them two games of the series two years ago. Like, Dame just won them those games. Like, he was just that good. And that's how they were able to kind of hang in there. But Jokic, similarly, can win you a game. Like, there will be series where it's like, yeah, no, things didn't go great, or it was a pretty even game, but the Nuggets had Jokic, and Jokic won them that game. From there, you get into kind of these margins, and that's where these things kind of determinative. Like, it can be impacted by health, but it can also be impacted by a number of other things. And some of this is just simply going to get into the Nuggets had home court and they shot the lights out at home or they defended crazy good at home. I will say that there is a historic pattern of the Nuggets home court advantage and the Jazz's home court advantage, not the only one, being lessened in the playoffs because of the altitude factor. Regular season performance, you're going into Denver. Most of most teams, when they are on a road trip and they have to go to Denver, that's a schedule loss to them. Denver is like the number one place for a schedule loss because of the altitude, especially if they have to do the Utah-Denver back-to-back, right? And so that impacts some of these numbers. If teams are not able to give their fastball, if they're not able to give their best performance because of that, it changes when you get into town two days early, you have time to acclimate, 
you've got a day off in between, sometimes multiple. Like Denver may play on Sunday and then not play again until Wednesday. That's That first round schedule is not every other day. It goes to that after the first round. But like that does kind of mitigate some of this. However, Denver's confidence this season, I want to stress this, part of Denver's historic advantage in that has been because they played fast. George Carl, Doug Moe, these teams ran up and down the floor and gassed you by playing fast. The Nuggets don't do that. They have a confidence level at home, which really I think translates. Um, it really does kind of matter here about home court being important. Um, Russell says that's why home court all the way would have been good. Sure. Look, I'm just going to say, you want to win the title, get to the finals, see where you're at. You're within range. Then it's a matchup thing. Like get through the West. Like let's start there. Right. I'm not saying that you can just like say you'll be back in the finals again. If you make the finals, you need to win it because you may never get back. But like, let's start there and figure it out from there. I'll also say this. Um, Denver's still in a pretty decent position to be able to, depending on what they do here, the last couple of games, they might have home court versus the Sixers. Celtics magic number is one for home court over the Western Conference. If they make the finals, the Bucks have clinched. So if the Nuggets do make the finals, if it's Bucks or Celtics, Denver's not going to have home court. But get there and let's see. Let's start with the Western Conference and, and kind of go from there. Um, so... This implication of having this home court advantage really is significant. The other thing I will say, and this, the Nuggets lost Game Seven at home uh, in 2019 to the to the Blazers because Evan Turner and Myers Leonard went off in that game. Um, and they haven't really had like another Game Seven at home, right? 2020 was a bubble. 2021 injuries. 2022 injuries. So, if we look at it from this perspective of like home games historically the reason that home games dominate at home is because role players shoot better at home. This is massive for how Denver is built. Denver's three point shooting was honestly pretty unsustainable for a number of months. Uh, KCP's has fallen off a cliff. I will talk about KCP's injury status in the next segment. We'll talk about a little bit about where KCP's at and why I'm not necessarily worried about him. Having game seven at home is just massive. You by the end of a series at game seven, you have run out of chess moves. I am, I need to really stress this. There are no adjustments that you can make in a game seven. Everyone's exhausted them. By halfway through game six, you've either figured out a move that they can't counter or you or you have played even. And then game seven, it really comes down to shot variance. Teams shoot better at home. Denver shoots better at home. Denver has good shooters. Denver having good shooters at home in that environment in a game seven leads very positively if they can force their way to a game seven, they're going to have to be favorites in every series in the Western conference because of that home court advantage. So that's absolutely really uh, important. Um, all right. Let's take a up next. I want to talk about the rest question, rest versus rust. Should the nuggets play the rest of the way? How much do they play? All of those kind of factors. I'll tell you about the injury status going into the Phoenix game. Spoiler alert. You could probably do something else with your night. All that and more on the other side. But first, I need to tell you about Ibotta. <clears throat> We're always throwing money at something. Kids school supplies, a new house project, the list goes on. It's time to stop spending your hard-earned money without getting anything in return. Enter Ibotta. With Ibotta, you can earn cash back on every shopping trip. 
Ibotta gives you cash back at hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and you get your cash back. It's just that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 a year in real cash back. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Or you could use your cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you've been dying to go to, or your fancy dinner. A typical basket of groceries was over $50 more expensive at the end of 2022 than the beginning of the year due to inflation. You could earn two and a half times that in cash back from Ibotta, or even more depending on how much you use it. Ibotta gives you real cash back, not points. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out at your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers, too, when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's Ibotta in the Google Player App Store and use code LOCKED. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back here on Locked On Nuggets, thanks for joining us and making us part of your day. Appreciate you guys being with us on a Thursday. Adam and I will be back tomorrow on a Friday talking about the Suns game to whatever degree we can. And the reason I say that is the NBA injury report is officially out. The Nuggets have filed their injury report for the Thursday night game versus the Phoenix Suns. And what do you know, after clinching the number one seed, uh, a lot of folks popped up questionable. Contavious Caldwell-Pope is questionable with a non-COVID illness. Aaron Gordon is questionable with a right shoulder inflammation. Nikola Jokic is questionable with right calf tightness. Jamal Murray is questionable with a thumb sprain. Zeke Naj is questionable with his right knee sprain. And Michael Porter Jr. is questionable with injury management on his left heel. Guess what? The Nuggets are probably not playing a lot of guys in this game. Doesn't mean nobody plays, but uh, after clinching the one seed, this spot in particular, a road game versus Phoenix, there is no advantage here. You still have another week before the playoffs begin. You have two more games after this. There's really no reason to play starters in this spot. After rest or after travel, not a good spot. You don't want to show the Suns any sort of comfort level. You don't want to show them anything. It's just not really worth it. I tend to, it's funny, Malone's been kind of pushing back on this, where he's like, well, you know, we played these guys enough and they've seen everything. I don't I don't agree with that. Your, re- your regular season pick and roll game with Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic is not the same as your two-man game in the playoffs. And the matchups are different and you don't want to get guys' comfort levels on the moves that guys make. You don't want any... Muscle memory on Jokic's pivot. You don't want any muscle memory on Murray's up and under. You don't want any muscle memory on the rotations that you need in terms of the rhythm of how those guys play. So with all of them, I think that you need uh, a really big push to be able to um, find opportunities. Uh, I'm sorry. You need to be able to avoid giving the Suns those opportunities. a chance to do those things. So I don't now the Suns are also locked into the four seed. Can't fall down. Can't, can't go up. They're locked into four. 
no opportunity for them to move up or down. Don't know if the Suns are going to play either. So this game is really going to be interesting. If you are a big Christian Brown guy, as many of you are, good opportunity tonight. Peyton Watson, good opportunity tonight. Uh, you want to see a Smith? Probably going to see some Ish Smith tonight. The next question is how much do the Nuggets play in the final two games, right? So they get the back-to-back on um, Saturday and Sunday versus the Jazz and then the Kings on Sunday. I think that's the schedule. I need to see if it's Friday they play. Um, yeah, so Saturday, Sunday is the is the back-to-back. By the way, again, just let me reiterate this as many times as I can across as many platforms. The NBA scheduling as many backs-to-backs this week as they did is maddening. They played two games on Saturday for the final four. Two. They played 13 on Sunday. Everyone had off Monday. Everyone's got back-to-backs this week, sometimes multiple. What are we doing? What are we doing? I can't believe the NBA scheduled this nonsense. So anyway, um, the rest versus rest question, I think, is a, is a relevant one, right? I don't know. The problem I kind of I run into with the idea of why you need to get reps in, you can't go hard. Like, you just – you in the, the jazz game, you can't go out there and be like, we're going to treat this like an important game. You can't, there's no stakes on the line. There's nothing to be accomplished. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing to do there. So you can't generate that kind of intensity, right? You don't want to go in completely off, but this is the problem, honestly, with Denver having such a big lead in the Western conference, like set aside, set aside the fact that they screwed around for two weeks after the, the Memphis game. Right. Like they managed to do this where they, they just got it this last week of the season. It would honestly have been better if they put the foot down, locked the one seed two weeks ago, like they could have if they hadn't lost to the Spurs and the Bulls. And then they would be able to like ramp back up. They could have ramped back up this week, beaten the snot out of the Rockets, won that Warriors game full strength, and been like, now we're going to rest out the rest of the way. But now you're kind of running into a weird like middle ground. The guys are banged up. This is a thing is like Jokic's calf is bothering him. Jamal's thumb clearly bothering him. There's been no update on his stats. Like there's no, like they haven't said that they're going to have imaging. There's nothing like that. But like Jamal's thumb's bothering him. Jokic's calf is bothering him. Uh, MPJ, I think is, is mostly just, this is like a rest thing. Aaron hit his shoulder the other day in that Warriors game and did come up kind of holding it. And now he's got inflammation in that shoulder, which has given him some trouble this year. Um, KCP is still listed questionable with that illness. Maybe that's a fake designation, but like KCP has looked like he has been not just sick, but like sick, sick, like me sick for a a while. And you need to get that kicked, right? So I think that there's um, a number of things here, I think that are important to kind of consider as we kind of go along. Um, So... In general, there's not much of an advantage to be found, I think, in playing the guys. I think it's honestly better, like, maybe a half. Play the starters in a half versus Utah, sit them second half, and then don't play anybody on Sunday. It's just not risk it. Like, what you don't want is, like, you do not want an ankle tweak on Sunday, right? Where they have a week to get better, but not going to be, it won't be completely gone, depending on severity, by the following week. You just, you can't. You got to go into the playoffs as healthy as possible. You have, especially with this team, you have to have your top guys. That's how this team is built. You have to have those five starters. They have to be able to play. 
So on some level, this is kind of the situation where they've been built in and Russ is just going to have to be something that they kind of live with. Um, a lot of questions about the free throw shooting. Uh, look, I, the Nuggets are going to, Aaron Gordon's going to miss free throws in the, in the playoffs. That's going to happen. You know, we'll see <clears throat> what number they kind of lock in, um, how they do. I have a hard time imagining the Nuggets are going to be that bad at free throws. It could definitely decide a game if they have one where they shot like they did that one game. But in general, uh, I think it's probably pretty likely. Some guys have missed some that I think are probably going to be okay. Like KCP is going to be okay. MPJ is going to be okay. Jamal's going to be okay. Jokic will be okay. I'm not worried about most of the guys. Aaron's going to have some high-pressure situations where he might have some issues. Levi says, rest AG. I want AG to look like AG again. Bubble wrap him and throw him in a back-to-tank for the next 10 days. Don't let him touch a basketball again until next Sunday. I think that's probably the way to go. Um, let's go with Draguton. Uh, Markovich, hey, what do you know? It's a coaching question. Uh, can you comment on Jokic's no comment after Houston game? Uh, I talked about it yesterday with Adam. I will say this. I didn't really get to this yesterday. Um you can only go to the soft well so many times, and Malone, I think, has used up that that going to that well. He's done it, I don't know, six times in four years. There's only so many times you can go to that b- before it just loses all meaning. And I don't even necessarily think that like Jokic is like upset or mad about it. I think it's just more a matter of like, okay, sure, he said we were soft again, sure, okay. And this is the problem that we talked about yesterday. If you want to listen to that episode, talked about the fatigue factor with the coach being coach for this long and how the message starts to, to fade a little bit um uh dustin actually asked this question do you have any resources on a source to get better at actually analyzing basketball beyond just being a fan and watching it a lot um my best thing for i would tell you is there's an account on um youtube called half court hoops that's a great place to start it's going to teach you all sorts of sets that will teach you about those kind of dynamic uh i read and watched and and followed and did everything for years and years and years and that's the only way i got any better at it and still a long way for me to go so that's how that works uh all on the other side i'll talk about the western conference playoff race somebody asked a question about whether or not the nuggets would even see the suns in the second round for sure get to that question as well as some other questions from the folks uh in the chat segment on the other side but first, I need to talk about FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. I will give you my tip for betting playoff series. Most people just bet, like, who's going to win the series? Uh, a better way to look at it, there's a series spread mark. So if you want, if you're looking at an underdog, give yourself the option of taking a plus two and a half on an underdog on the series spread. That means that if it goes four, two, you still cash. So for instance, yesterday uh, I took the Cavaliers minus one and a half. So it's for them to win in six games or fewer versus the Knicks. I don't like this matchup for New York at all. After I started looking at the numbers as well as I started doing some film work, I think this is a much worse matchup than people realize. Uh, So I'm on the Cavaliers minus one and a half. Look for those lines at FanDuel. FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Back around Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for joining us and making this part of your day. Appreciate you guys being with us on a Thursday. Uh, Adam and I'll be back on Friday. Steve went and asked this question. I want to get to it. Is there any chance the Suns won't be there in round two? I kind of think so if uh, they face one of the LA teams. So the Clippers win last night, which dramatically increases the chances of it being Clippers uh, Suns in the first round. If the Warriors win out, the Clippers can lose the last game and secure themselves a six if they win their next game. So this is all very complicated and we'll see how it works out. We'll have a much better picture on Sunday. I won't have a show then, but we'll have a much better picture. So what I would say is if it's Clippers Suns, I am going to be looking to bet the Clippers in that series. It's a bad matchup for the Suns. One of the things that's different about the Suns now than 2021 is they were built really versatile in 2021. They had the small ball unit with Dario Saric at center where they could just play five out, spread the floor, spread pick and roll, and hit these different units. If you went big with your second unit or you staggered your starter, they could hit you with that. Now it's just Aiton and Bismack. Like it's centers across or Lawndale. It's centers across the board, all centers all the way down, right? That changes the dynamic. The Clippers do have Mason and Zubach, but they're built to be able to play five out. They'll, they'll play center. We've seen them do that versus Denver before. And Aiton is not Jokic in terms of his offensive scoring potential on, the, on those switches. So I'm going to like the Clippers a lot in that matchup, especially if Paul George is back. We'll see what his status is, but I think they're live for all the concerns about the Suns. Now, I think the Suns should be the favorite to win the Western Conference. Denver has not played well for two months. Denver's banged up. We've talked about, like, where's Jokic's head's at. We've talked about coaching. We've talked about all those things. The Suns have a favorite right now. They're undefeated with Durant. They were the number one team in the Western Conference. Chris Paul got hurt. Then Booker got hurt. Then everyone got hurt. Their pets' heads fell off for about a month and a half. Then they traded for Kevin Durant. The Suns are beatable, but they're the best team. Okay? However matchups will determine a lot of this and the Clippers have the capacity to be just as good. So if they were to get past them, that's what the, that's the ideal here. If you want to know what the ideal layout of the playoffs is for the nuggets, like what you're rooting for, this is what you're rooting for. Nuggets. one is locked. Grizzlies two is locked. Kings three is locked. I'm sorry. Grizzlies two is not locked, but it's going to be a magic numbers. One, it's going to be nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, Suns. Okay. Five Clippers, six warriors, get them out of your bracket. Seven Lakers, because they're probably going to win one of the games and probably be in the play-in tournament. Put them on the other side. And then eight Wolves or Pelicans. That's your bracket. Because then you have the chance of it possibly being Nuggets versus Clippers in the second round with the Suns being out. And then let the rest of that bracket figure itself out. Like Memphis versus the Lakers. Warriors versus Kings. Let all that sort itself out. And then you face whoever's, whoever's left in the conference finals. That's the best path for the Nuggets to make the finals. The worst... The worst one um, would be one Nuggets, two Grizzlies, three Kings, four Suns, five Warriors, because that puts two teams you don't feel good about that you're going to definitely face 
either Warriors or Suns in the second round. That's tough. Uh, six Clippers, because you don't get to face them at all. Uh, seven Wolves or Pelicans, eight Lakers. That's your nightmare scenario. So that's the extremes, and both of those things are very possible um, by the time that we get to the end of the season. So as the, the kind of like we go through the, the playoff matchups here, you won't know who the Nuggets are going to play until Friday next week, right? I will say li- little bit of li- little bit of, of an opportunity there where Adam Adam is very rightfully very worried about the Lakers because of the foul trouble. He's right to be worried. Um, <clears throat> I will say the last night kind of proves, even though they were on a back-to-back, the Lakers are beatable. This is not like a, some sort of juggernaut. They could lose in the play and just be out. That's possible. That's entirely possible, especially like if the Pelicans were to surprisingly get Zion Williamson back. That would change things a lot, a lot of way. Brandon says, Minnesota has a long defenders that worry me. I still favor Denver, but it's concerning. I think the best way to think about Minnesota is that series would go longer than people would think. Like the Nuggets would be favored to sweep that series or win in five. It probably goes six or seven. But one thing I learned last year with the Minnesota uh, Memphis series, because I loved Minnesota in that matchup. I was like, that's a really good matchup for Minnesota. The better team is still usually going to win unless the matchup is, is there's a matchup advantage between even teams. Memphis and Denver are not even. Memphis's matchup ability can make it a tougher series, but I don't think they can win. There's not, I don't know that there's a one, that there's a series Denver can win in five. I don't love the Pelicans matchup. We saw why the other night. Brandon Ingram ate that team alive. Don't like that. Zion comes back. That's beastly. So there's all these kind of like concerns that I think you have to have to factor in. Um, Now there's like a opportunity that the Nuggets could just like blow us away and be like, like, no, we're way there. Like if they come out and they throw the kind of, of pitch that they were throwing in January and December, we're going to be like, oh, this team showed up. And if that happens, they can, I mean, I, I'm not kidding. They can get the Warriors up out of here in five. That's how good they are. Not likely. It's the Warriors. Good luck with stuff. Um. One more thing I kind of wanted to talk about. Oh, this is a good point from Steve. Steve says Peyton Watson will play in the Pell series. I don't think you're wrong. I think he actually needs to play in that series. Um, Levi. Oh, this is a, I need to get to this too. Levi says, do you think the Nuggets will definitely be the late night game Sunday opening weekend? Or if they're against the Lakers, it's probably the afternoon game. So I want to go ahead and let you know the Nuggets will play on Sunday because the playing game is Friday night. They have to give that team that, that wins it a day off. So they'll have travel that night to Denver and then we'll play or the next day, or and we'll play um, Sunday in Denver. So Denver's going to play on Sunday game one. If you're absolutely right on that, Levi, that if it's, uh, or Levy, depending on the pronunciation, um, if it's Lakers, I expect them to be in the three o'clock afternoon. It'll be one o'clock mountain time, um, primetime game on ABC. If it's the Warriors, they might get, the late game Sunday in that spot, um, depending on, on how it works out. They usually try and put the best game at three 30 Eastern on Sundays is usually like, that's where the, their prime time spot is. Um, if not, if it's Clippers, if it's Pels, if it's Wolves, the Nuggets, I think are going to be the late game. I feel pretty confident in that. 
because they got to fill in the late night spots with a lot of these. Now, a lot of the teams, this is what's interesting is a lot of the teams that are going to be home are Pacific time. So like Suns are going to be home. Kings are going to be home. So they'll have to slot those in. And so Denver actually gets the less of that because they're not on Pacific time. They're on mountain time, but that's kind of the, the dynamics of, of how this kind of works out. I'm expecting them. Uh, if they face the Lakers, they'll be in a primetime spot. If they face the Warriors, they'll be in a primetime spot. If they face uh, the Wolves or Pelicans or Clippers, they will not be in a primetime spot. Okay. I think it's going to do it for Locked On Nuggets for a Thursday. Thanks for being with us. Appreciate you guys being with us. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Adam and I will be back. We'll talk about the Suns game. Hayden Watson reactions, most likely. How does this Schmidt look? Those kind of things. We'll get Adam's thoughts on rest versus rust, and we'll talk about um, all sorts of developments in the playoff race as it continues, with the playoffs beginning in just nine days, nine days away from the start of the NBA playoffs. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again on Locked on Nuggets. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.